Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. Let's join Pastor Paul Carlson for today's message. Hallelujah. Change is just part of life. It's from glory to glory to glory to glory, and we're in glory. Hallelujah. You know what? We can't lose as Christians. As Christians, we can't lose. Did you hear me? We can't lose. Because, you know, people think, well, what if, what if we died? It's not a loss. We go to, we're in heaven. Heaven is a real place. And, you know, we talk about healing all the time at this church, you know, and, and I, I, I purposely do that because I know we need to hear it over. I need to hear it over and over and over. But I'm telling you what, even walking in divine health, there's going to come a time on this earth that you graduate and you go to heaven. And that's not a bad thing. It's a glorious thing. It's not a defeat. You know, we miss people when they go. That's a bummer. And that was never, ever, ever God's plan. That came about as part of the fall. You know, it's a reality, though, of the earth and the life that we're living here. But there's coming a day, hallelujah, there's coming a day when we're going to all be together. We're going to be in heaven. Hallelujah. Won't be in California. We'll be in heaven. Won't be in Wisconsin. Be in heaven. Won't be in Haiti. We'll be in heaven. And I tell you what, it'll, the fun will never stop. We won't have to have 9 o'clock and 10.30 services. It'll just be one glorious party where we're whooping it up. And we are, we are sheesh, even if you never cut loose on the earth, man, we'll just, there'll be no, nothing holding you back. You know? I think we'll run counterclockwise, though, still. I'm, that's my impression. You can call me wrong on that, but, but anyway. Hallelujah. It's another thing. If you're ever just getting tired in this church, jump up, run around the room counterclockwise. I won't, I won't stop preaching anything. Keep right going. Hallelujah. <laughs> Follow Mary. <laughs> All right. Well, we're going to talk this morning for, for a few minutes that we have here. We're going to talk a little more about the name of Jesus. We've talked about this, you know, and, and I, I'm, I'm so glad the Lord allows us to just delve into this kind of stuff. You know, someone might say, well, hey, why don't you teach us something practical? This is as practical as I get, okay? This is everyday living for a Christian. I, I, was, I heard, uh, <laughs> can I ask say, there's this girl named Katy Perry. Anybody ever heard, her, heard of her? I could ask for a show of hands, and I, I, I can imagine that anybody under 30 would know who it is, and some people over 30 would know, but not everybody. Well, Katy Perry was being interviewed, and the thing is, is Katy Perry, is a, a, she's a secular singer, and uh, she grew up in a Christian home. She grew up in a Christian home just like ours, okay? And she was being interviewed... Uh, Actually, I think it was Rolling Stone magazine interviewed her. And they asked her about her growing up. Because many people might see her and not think she knows anything about being a Christian. Okay? The truth is, she does. And they said, we heard you prayed in tongues in your home growing up. What? You know, Katy Perry says, oh yeah, praying in tongues? That was like breathing in our house. <laughs> She says, that was like breathing in our house. We did it all the time. Well, you know what? There's things that are just like breathing. 
You know, there's spiritual things that we do as a Christian. There's spiritual things that we need to be aware of as Christians to live victoriously. Sometimes I'm throwing things out to you guys. It doesn't mean, hey, if you don't take everything that you're not a good Christian or whatever. I'm only telling you things because I know they'll help us mm -hmm. to rise up and be victorious. You know, I do this all the time to people. I, 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 this is one of my moves. I do this, you know. Do you guys ever do this? And people think I'm saying peace out or something. I, in my mind, I'm saying victory. This is a victory sign. Isn't that right? I go, yeah. See, I, I love things that people think I'm doing something else. It's victory. Some people thought I was given the Vulcan death grip or whatever, the Spock thing. No, that's another move. But anyway, God... His plan, His desire. Can you say His desire? His desire. His desire is that people get born again. That's number one. That's like 101, that you get born again. Born again is, is no little thing. It is radical. But, you know, it happens, and it's like, bam, it's there. It's done on the inside of you. You're changed on the inside, whether you know it or not, or figure it out. Something happened on the inside of you. His plan is, his desire is, is that everyone would just get born again. Now, everybody doesn't, but that is still his desire. And then his desire is this, that we'd grow up. That what is on the inside of us would work its way into every part of our being. And that we'd just be beings that walk around full of God full of life, and, and we'd impart that kind of stuff to other people. I mean, that's his plan. There's a scripture, you know, I, I go on these things, and I don't plan them, so I don't have every scripture. I don't know every scripture by heart, okay? I'm not working. I'm working on it. But there is one, and it's in one of the Gospels, and I believe it's a 1333 scripture. You know what I mean when I say that? I don't know which gospel, but I think it's 1333 for some reason, okay? And Jesus said this. He said, the kingdom of heaven, can you say heaven? heaven. Is like a woman who took leaven. Now, what's interesting about this scripture that I'm telling you, whoever finds it first gets an amen, okay? Matthew, amen, yeah. Glory. So I was, I was kind of, you know, if I'd have really gone with it, I would have said Matthew, but wanted to give John a chance. <laughs> okay. All right. It's Kyle and Nick. Good guys. Go ahead and go. So it says the kingdom of heaven is like unto leaven. You know, as far as I know, and, and, and you can prove me wrong on this, but it's the only place I know that, that the, the word leaven or the term leaven is used in relation to heaven. Usually when they talk about leaven in, in the Bible, they're talking about sin. But in this particular verse, Jesus was talking here, and he said, he talked about the kingdom of heaven. He said it was like unto leaven. Leaven is like yeast. And I'm not a baker, but I've watched bakers. And they put yeast into bread, and they mix that stuff in there so that that little bit of yeast, you know, it infiltrates the entire dough. And what he said is, is that it's like, like leaven, which a woman took and hid in three measures of meal till the whole lump was leavened. So, you know, how's that work, Casey? You take these three lumps of meal 
and you mix this leaven in it, and, and you mix it in there so good, you put it in your KitchenAid mixer, and it just goes, wah, wah, and it shakes the counter, and you feel like an earthquake's happening, and you find out, oh, it's just the mixer making bread dough or something. And that yeast gets all through, all through the meal, so that it affects everything. Well, you see, man... Man, and I'm, not, I'm talking about mankind. Mankind, you know, is, is you could say, a three-part being. Would you say that? You know, you're not made up of ears, noses, and toes, okay? Those are parts of your body. You know, you have a body that you live in, okay? And this body, you know, it gets affected by the elements. You walk out today, and you're cold, and, you know, some places you walk out, and you're hot, and... You know, and, and, and it gets, it, 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 it but a lot, this body allows you to function in planet Earth. If you didn't have a body, you couldn't stay here, and you couldn't function in this world, okay? You'd, you'd go to heaven, okay? But we have a body, but it's not the real us. This is, this body, don't think of this body as being the real you, because it's just the, it's your Earth suit. It's what you live in while you're here on planet Earth. There's coming a day, like I was talking about before, that we're all going to have a new body. Glory to God. A new body. I don't know everything about that new body. I know it walks through walls like Jesus did. You know, after he was born again, he walked through walls. And I mean, that alone is cool. That's kept me fascinated. But I have a feeling that body, man, it's going to be able to eat good stuff and not worry about, you know, gaining weight. I thought I'd hear a shundai or something for that one. But, but anyway, you know, this body will have tremendous capabilities, this new body that we get one day. But this body, this body is cool in its own way in that it allows us to function on planet Earth. Okay? Everybody on planet Earth that's doing something has to have a body. Okay? But that's not the real you. And, you know, it could be said of this, of mankind in general. Mankind, we have something we'd call a soul. Now, what do you mean, pastor, when you say soul? Well, let me tell you what I mean when I say the word soul. When I say the word soul, what I'm talking about is your mind, your will, and your emotions. Your soul, your mind, your will, and emotions. Well, I didn't think that was soul. Well, just so you know, that's what I'm talking about when I say soul, is your mind, your will, and your emotions. I will add this to it. Your soul includes your personality. Aren't you? Thank God for personality. Thank God. He's so creative. He gave us personality. They were all a little different. And I mean that in a good way. All right? I don't mean you're a little, uh, they're a little different, uh, you know. But no, I mean, it's good. Thank God there's a variety that we're not just a bunch of cookie cutters and we're all the same and think the same and react the same. I love it that Dana just reacts different than I do. I'm just kind of calm most of the time. Dana's a reactor. She, she, she's, we're driving home in a snowstorm. Friday night. Did anybody else drive in that snowstorm? I'm telling you, where we were, you couldn't see five feet in front of your windshield. We drove on the freeway, it was 29, where it was 70 miles an hour. You could have been taken advantage of, you know, at least. And, and, and we were doing 25, and we passed people. Nobody passed me the whole way home. 
and I was doing 25. And you know, I kept checking in my heart, saying, things okay, God? Yeah. And he told me, yeah, you're just obeying me. You're out where you're supposed to be, and you're in the right place at the right time. I got you covered. You know? Dana had that same kind of peace in there somewhere, but she was going, Paul, <laughs> Paul, you're on the wrong side of the road. I said, I know where I'm at. I'm okay. <laughs> we all react different. And it, it adds spice to life. It's variety. You know? Yeah. It's real spicy. You ever eat a hot pepper? That can be spicy. You can run around like Dana. <laughs> Drink milk, if that's your thing, you know. But um, so you have a, a body and you have a soul, you know, which is your mind, will, and emotions and your personality. And, and then the real you, we're getting down to the, the real you, the person that you really are that, that constitutes what I'd call you is your spirit, okay? What God, more importantly, what God calls you is your spirit, your spirit man. It's the real you. And when a person gets born again, what do you mean? When they say, when they say I believe Jesus is the Son of God, I believe he was raised, he died for me, he was raised from the dead, and I, in my heart, I ask him in, and I surrender to you to live my life for you. You get born again when you do that. When you're real with God and you do that, I'm telling you, your life changes, and what changes is your spirit. Your spirit, it becomes a new creation. A new creation. It becomes brand new. The old person that you used to be is gone, and there's a new person living in you now. So does that mean that if you get born again, you had blonde hair, now you got red hair? No, it doesn't mean that. If you had blue eyes when you got, before you got born again, you probably have blue eyes after you got born again. You look the same because the new birth doesn't affect your body. It doesn't initially affect your mind, will, and emotions and personality, but it immediately it affects your spirit and you're changed. Now what Jesus said, if you remember what's in Matthew 13, 33, he said this, the kingdom of heaven is like a woman who took leaven and she mixed it, I better read it, she mixed it in three measures of meal till the whole was leavened. That's the will of God. That's the will of God for you, for me, for all of us, is that the stuff that's on the inside of us would affect every part of our being. It would affect our body, it would affect our mind, it would affect our thinking, our, our, our emotions, and it would affect even, even our personality. Now, you're never going to cease to be who you are, the, the person you are. Let me tell you something. Don't try to be somebody you're not. Okay? Be you. We need you to be you. But be the you that God's made you to be. Did that make sense? Be the you. You know, you don't need to try to be Joyce Myers. You don't need to try to be, see, I, my, all my heroes are getting so old, people don't know who they are. You don't need to Billy Graham. Who's Billy Graham? <laughs> you don't need to be Kenneth Copeland. You don't need to be Joel Osteen. You don't need to be, you know, whoever your hero might be. You need to be you. When I was getting ready to go to Rama, you know, 30-some years ago, I was working at this place, and I was walking down the hall one day, and this, this lady I knew came up to me and said, Oh, 
I heard you're going to go to Rama. You know, and they all knew who, what Rama was. This girl did. And, and she says, isn't that great? You're going to be another Kenneth Hagin. I remember just inside something rose up in me. And she meant well. She was so sweet. You know, but I just said, no, I'll not be another Kenneth Hagin. I'll not be. I'm going to be me. You know what? That's good advice for all of us. Be you. But allow the person on the inside to rise up in your life and, 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 you know, and give you direction. Live life from headquarters. Live life from the inside out. Don't get it backwards. Don't be dictated to by a lump of dirt. Jesus said you could move mountains if you'd speak to them. But the biggest mountain we usually need to deal with is us. <laughs> Did he just call me dirt? <laughs> well, anyway. <laughs> Not if you are really listening. You're a person created in God's image. You know? You got the life of God in you. Don't lower yourself to dirt. Tell your dirt what to do. All right, that was all free. Wasn't anything in my message, so we'll start over here. <laughs> We're talking about the name of Jesus. And what, where I got sidetracked in this is that the name of Jesus is everyday living. Katy Perry got me sidetracked, I think, on that. But, but you know, it's everyday living. This is not just church talk. Well, I come to church, Jesus, Jesus, yeah. No, this is, this is everyday living. This is stuff that helps you day, day by day. Acts 3.16, we'll just read this. And it, last week we talked about healing in the name of Jesus. And this is one verse I want to give you. And then we'll move on to the next thing here this morning. But it says, And his name, through faith in his name, made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yea, the faith which is by him has given uh, him this perfect soundness in the presence of you. Story preceding this verse is Peter and John were on their way to the temple one day, and they came across this man at the place they found him was the gate beautiful, and he was a cripple, had been crippled from birth, and, and he was begging alms. And he looked at them and said, you know, what have you to give me? And Peter fastened his eyes on him and said this he said said silver and gold I don't have you know but what I do have I'll give to you and he looked at this man and said in the name of Jesus Christ rise up and walk and the man leapt he leapt and then he went down the road walking and leaping and praising God and he went with him to church I'm sure they had a testimony time they probably said popcorn testimony time right now you know make it fresh, make it hot, make it good tasting. The guy got up and says, hey, you guys probably recognize me. You know, I was the beggar down there at Gate Beautiful, and, and here I am, perfectly sound. And, and when they explained it, they said, this man was made whole because someone had faith in the name. It was faith in the name that made this man strong. What are we talking about? We're talking about the name of Jesus. Why are we talking about it? Because you talk about stuff like this, and your faith grow strong. Don't you want to be a Peter and a John? After I just told you not to try to be somebody else? <laughs> don't you want to act like, like they did, though? 
Don't you want to grab hold of the things that they did? Now, you know, they didn't grab every crippled man that was on the road, but I tell you what, they were led by the Spirit. And, and you know, as God's grace was there and the unction was there, live your life with unction. Okay? Live your life with unction. You know? Uh, find the groove every day and walk with God. Okay? So they're walking with God, and, 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 and here they see this guy, and, and, and he approaches them. And Peter just had unction. And he says, hey, in the name of Jesus, get up and walk. And the guy, guy leapt right out of there. Praise God. There's healing in the name of Jesus. Sickness is coming at your door, you know, knocking on the door. I'll tell you, the first line of defense is this. I'd say, in Jesus' name, I resist you, sickness. I command you to go. We read the scripture, and I read it again today, but it says, These signs would follow them that believe in the name. They'll lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. There's nothing wrong with when, when sickness comes against you, even taking your own hands and laying them on your own self and saying, In Jesus' name, head be whole in the name of Jesus. That's not weird, like Stephen says. That's word. Okay? That's the word. That's living life like a new creature. All right, what I want to talk to you about this morning for a few minutes is this. It's deliverance in the name of Jesus. Deliverance. Can you say deliverance, deliverance. in the name of Jesus? You have deliverance in Jesus' name. The truth is God has delivered you from every evil work. But when, 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 when critters and Klingons and, and, and things of the enemy try to come on you and try to get on, you ever have that happen? Sometimes you're walking around through life and you're feeling good. You know, you may not say zippity doo dah, but you're, you're acting like that. And then somehow just something comes on you like a wave and you don't even know how to explain it. I mean, am I the only one that's ever had that happen? I mean, it happens. Well, I want to tell you something. You have power. You have power at your disposal. You have deliverance in the name of Jesus. Uh, in Mark 16, Jesus again saying uh, here, and he talking to the disciples, he said, these signs will follow them that believe. Say, hey, I'm a believer. I'm a believer. I believe in the name of Jesus. And these, signs, and these signs, they follow me. They follow me. The first thing he said is, is they'll, in my name, they'll, they'll cast out devils. Mm -hmm. They'll cast out devils. Now, what, that's, what that means is this, that you have authority with that name. You have authority in the name of Jesus. Jesus told us that we have the right to use his name against all the power of the enemy. You know, oppression tries to come on you. God's will is that you live your life free. God's will, you know, is that you have a consistency about you. That you're not moved by things out here. You're moved by what's in you. And that's God. When things out here try to affect you, you have the name of Jesus to use and to break the power of it. Okay? Acts 16. We'll read this. I'm glad you all came today. I'm glad I came today. Hallelujah. Acts 16, um, verse 16. I would say this. That the name, I'm going to read this. But the name, first of all, when it talks about, you know, in my name you'll cast out devils. The first order of business is being free yourself. 
can I just tell you this? You're going to help more people when you're free. You know, when, when, when I, I used to work for this place, and every year we took paramedic training, and we, we, we first aid and, and paramedic. And we were not paramedic. What do they call it? First aid and, and uh, yeah, that kind of stuff. And we'd have to, you know, work with these little dummies and not people, but, the, the, you know, they'd literally, they brought in dummies and you'd, you'd practice CPR and stuff. And, and, and one of the things they, they always told us every year is if you come up to an emergency, they said this, they, they brought this to our attention. They said, if you've ever been on the scene of a, a crisis and the paramedics do come, they said they never run to the scene. I thought, oh, is that right? They said the reason why is because they're observing and they're staying free themselves. Sometimes they might have come up on somebody and they got, you know, electrocuted or something. And if they just ran to the, the, the aid of that person, they might grab the same hot wire and then they got two people down. So here's what I'm telling you today is the first line is keep yourself free. Keep yourself full. God's plan is always that you give out of your abundance. Jesus said this in John 10, verse 10. He said, I came to give you life and that you'd have it more abundantly. I like the William Beck translation. He says, I came that you'd have life and that you'd have it overflowing in you. God wants you to give out of your overflow. So, you know, when oppression, like I said, would try to come on you or, or, or you're being influenced from the outside instead of from the inside... Well, the first thing you can do is just say, in the name of Jesus, I break the power of this stuff and command it to go. That's reality. That's, that's like 101 stuff. When I got born again back in 1977, you know, most of you have been here a month. You've heard me tell my testimony probably. So I bring it up. You know what? That's my, my testimony. There's power for me in declaring what God has done for me. But back in the day in 77 when I got born again, you know, I got saved one night going in this church or in this meeting. And I went forward. I prayed. Didn't know nothing, you know. But I prayed and asked Jesus in my heart. And, and I walked away as a new creature. You know, the, within the next day, the guy that was helping me, that God was using in my life, he brought me to somebody to get prayer. And I got prayer for deliverance. Do you guys know that? Did I ever say that before? Probably did. But anyway, I'd been living a lifestyle where I was doing drugs all the time and just messed up, messed up with stuff that was, was, was holding me back in life. And I had these people that, thank God, it's always good to get around some people that know God a little better than you do. Now, it was not hard at all that day to find somebody who knew God better than me because I was just a newbie, Okay. But, uh, you know, I, I, I got in this place, and they prayed for me. You know what they did? They said, in Jesus' name, we break the power of this oppression, this, this drug addiction, this stuff that's been on you. We commanded to go. Before they ever prayed for me, though, even, I remember this. They told me to just declare that in Jesus' name, I'm free. And I did that. I just said that over and over. I said, in Jesus' name. In Jesus, I didn't know what I was even doing, but I figured they knew something. So I said, in Jesus' name, I'm free. I'm free from this thing. I, I break the power of it in Jesus' name. Now, you know, again, 
do I, I'll, I'll say it just for, for, I didn't go into the 7-Eleven store, you know, to get a Coke and, and declare to them that I was free in Jesus' name. But when I was just by myself, I'd walk around, I'd say, I'm free in the name of Jesus. In Jesus' name, you know, those things that have held me back before, they don't have power over me. And, you know, then I went for prayer, and these people just, you know, again, they just laid hands on me, and they spoke that name. And, and all I can tell you is this, you know, 35 years later, I've been free this whole time. Prior to that time, I wasn't free for a day. After that time, I've been free, been free. So what, was the, what made the difference? Jesus' name, mm -hmm. Jesus' name. Hallelujah, that name has been given to us. That name has been given to us. God cares about you so much. He knew we're in this world, you know, and the time is, you know, there's coming a time we're not, but there is right now. And he says, I'm not leaving them helpless. I'm giving them a name whereby they can conduct kingdom business, whereby they can walk in, in my power and in my will for them. Yeah. Acts 16, let's read this. It says, it came to pass as we went to prayer, a certain damsel that was possessed with the spirit of divination, she met us which brought her masters much gain by soothsaying. The same followed Paul and us and cried, saying, These men are servants of the Most High God, which show us the way unto salvation. And she did this many days. And Paul, being grieved, turned and said to the Spirit, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And, she, and he came out that same hour. Here's the deal. This woman was like into, into some weird stuff. Such, such that she was bringing profit to her masters, okay? And, and here she, she, she's in the town where Paul and, and the guys are go, they're proclaiming the gospel, and she's following them around. And here's what she said, these men are servants of the Most High God. Now, is that a wrong thing to say? No. But, you know, sometimes people can say the right thing, but there's like a twist on it, and there's like a, eh. You don't want the devil doing your PR, Okay? And, you know, remember I said you do your life with unction. You know, some people get all in a twit, and, and, and they miss it sometimes. I've, how do you know? I've done it, okay? You get under pressure, and you live your life under pressure. You know, Paul was grieved for a number of days, but he didn't do anything until several days had passed, and then when he did, there was power in it. Don't be dictated to by your outside. Be dictated from the inside. All right. So what happened? After, after many days of this going on here, he turned to her and said, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ, come out of her. And he, and he came out that same hour. There's, there's freedom. There's deliverance in the name of Jesus. Anybody can be free that wants to. Did you hear me? Anybody who wants to can be free. One of the big keys is you got to have a want to. Sometimes people toy with the idea. Sometimes people are, well, it's kind of cool, but I tell you what, you've got to want it. You got to want to be free. When you're praying for other people, sometimes you'll find yourself in situations where you're going to pray for other people. Something to find out is where their want-to level is. 
When people want to be free, there's tremendous power for things to happen. Okay? Huh. Glory to God. Good preaching, Pastor Paul. Yeah. All right. You can be free from addictions. You can be free from oppression. You can be free from fear in the name of Jesus. You got to want to be free. You got to want to be free. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. I don't, I don't get oppressed very seldom. But I know that in our house, if oppression is there, that's the first thing we do. Well, as quick as we can, we do it. Spiritual things are so funny. You can know the right thing to do, but sometimes there is like a wall of resistance in doing the right thing. And what I'm telling this morning is quick as you can, break through that. Stand in the place of faith and command oppression to go. I mean, Dana and I have helped each other over the years when things like that have tried to come against us. And, and I'm telling you what, oppression is not logical. Okay? Oppression, sometimes there's events that can happen that, that, you know, can spark this kind of stuff. But sometimes you can be just walking along, minding your own business, like I said a few minutes ago. And what in the world hit me? I'm telling you, those forces are of, not of God. They're of the devil. And I'm telling you this. You're, what you do and what you're authorized to do is to stand in that name. And command it to go. Well, I don't know if I feel spiritual enough. If you're in Christ, you have authority. If you've been born again for two seconds, you have all the authority you need to command the devil to stop. I didn't have to, to you know, walk with God for, you know, 20 years, grow a beard, you know, and, and, and memorize the entire Bible and, you know, attend... You know, 58 church services in a row, usher and greet and do everything else before God said you've got enough authority that you can be free. Well, let's see if he really means it. God knows where you're at. If you have a desire in your heart and a want to to be free, and you're in Christ, you've got the power to command it to go. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You guys are really dangerous, you know that? You know, I come in here with about five pages of notes, and you pull me in so many different directions that I don't get past the first page, and then I get here and I look at the clock, and I think, boy, it's getting late. And I'm like, man, I didn't even get going. Just got a little bit, and, you know, one page. One page is all I got. And then I'm thinking, all right, all right. But it's the name of Jesus. What are we talking about today? We're talking about that there's deliverance. In the name of Jesus. You know, you carry this with you everywhere. You know, you're concealed carry people. You have the permit. You've been authorized from, from headquarters to conceal and carry. You got the name of Jesus. It fits in every outfit. <laughs> it's there for you. You know, you're, you're, you're undercover agents. You know, you're dealing with people. You know, you're, you're, you're there to help people. Somebody you know is going through something. You know, you don't have to act real weird or anything. You just go up and say, wow, Jesus' name. Thank you, Father, for helping, you know. And you, you pray for people. But you know the power that's there, you know. You know the power that's in it. It makes a difference when you do that. You, you live free yourself, 
And then you carry the goods for others. And you distribute heaven where you're going. Okay? God's will for you and God's will for me is that we get in Christ and then that we live like heaven is in us. Everywhere we go, there's a fragrance. Hallelujah. Thank you for listening to Liberty Christian Center's podcast. To partner with this ministry or for any additional information, please visit libertychristiancenter.org.